Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Smart Health Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Keyes. With most of us on social media or keeping a close eye on the news, I'm confident that you have all seen the dedicated flyovers that our military branches have made to our first responders and medical community. And we were honored to have the Blue Angels fly over here at our hospital a couple weeks back, and I was fortunate to even have witnessed that with my son. So that was great. And, and we want to say thank you to uh, to all of the um, military branches, the Blue Angels, the U.S. Navy, for, uh, for respecting the medical community and our first responders. It's always super surreal to see those kind of fighter pilots flying in, in formation. But you know, the flyover inspired us here at the Smart Health Podcast to kind of think of a way that we can honor our medical community members across the nation through our staff here at the hospital. And so with that, I'm excited to announce that this is the first episode of our mini-series, A Day in the Life, where we interview some of our rock star staff members who have dedicated their lives to the world of healthcare. Uh, we hope this would give a little bit of a better understanding of what a day in the life is like of a healthcare worker, and not only during a pandemic, but just every single day. So join me in welcoming our very first guest in our mini series, Tony Rogers. Tony received her ADN from Lone Star Community College in 2013 and followed that with her BSN from University of Texas Arlington in 2015. Showing off her mad nursing skills every shift, she currently works in our emergency room at CHI St. Luke's The Woodlands and has over seven years experience. She has worked hard to earn the title ER supervisor and was hand-selected for this interview because of her dedication to her patients and team and continued passion towards the opportunity to make a positive difference in people's lives on what is generally a bad day. That's a quote. Tony Rogers, welcome to the podcast, and thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. That was a great introduction. (laughs) Well, um, you know, we do want to honor all of our nurses, and like I said, you were hand-selected as as one of the rock stars for our emergency room, so I'm excited to, to have this opportunity to sit down with you and ask some good questions. Thank you very much. Yeah. So fans of the podcast know that we like to start off with just a little bit of fun before we kind of dive in. So my first question for you is revolved around Halloween. Okay, let's go. So I can imagine that Halloween in the ER is an interesting time. What is the most ironic or memorable Halloween costume that you have ever seen someone wearing while having come to the ER? You know, like someone dressed as Spider-Man that got bit by a spider. Or, oh my gosh. <laughs> or someone dressed as a peanut who has a peanut allergy. That's awesome. Well, unfortunately, most of that action happens on night shift. So on a day shift, you don't get to see all the good stuff that you see on night shift for Halloween, for New Year's, for all that kind of good stuff. There's been some interesting things that happen on Halloween, some interesting costumes, but they're not always appropriate. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, so, you know, Let's dive in here. You know, as I mentioned, this series is about capturing what a day in the life is like for for you. And and currently, you are the spokesperson for all ER nurses across the planet. No pressure. Absolutely. Um, So can you kind of go through what being an ER nurse is like? I mean, describe to me what a typical shift is and what can be expected or not expected for that matter. So nothing is expected in an ER, and I think that that's probably the point. Um, You find adrenaline junkies that work in the ER because we like the unknown and we like what's going to come in. Uh, It normally starts out pretty slow, one or two people at this change of shift, and then it ramps up pretty high. So by midday, you have an ER full of very, very sick people. The area that we live in, we have a lot of elderly, so you see a lot of geriatric patients with chronic illnesses 
that we treat and then you have the emergencies that come in um, whether it be cardiac we're a stroke center and so we have a lot of strokes that come in and we're able to take care of them pretty well um, and then you have people who come in with accidents and trauma we're not a trauma center so EMS wise we don't get those but private vehicle such as today we had a trauma come through the front door he was unconscious and we did our thing so it was magical that's great I mean I've fortunately really only been to the ER not for myself I don't think I've ever been for myself but I've only really ever been I think for someone else maybe once or twice um and it it's it's um it's intense you know and and what you guys do is really special so uh what's the best part of your job Helping people. I mean, it's obviously, you know, nurses, we want to help people. So I think the best part of my job is being that person on someone's worst day to be able to lift them up and help them. No one comes to the ER where they're having the best day of their life, like, woohoo, let's go to the ER. <laughs> so that just doesn't happen. But right. to be able to help people when they truly need it, whether it's the patient or whether it's a family member, there's always opportunity to reach out and make a difference for others. Yeah. Yeah. Caring is something I think that is is necessary from from a nurse is something they have to be have within them um what's the hardest part of your job hardest part of the job is not being able to do the things that we want to do which doesn't happen a whole lot like there's a lot of pressure that happens but i thrive on that like that's what makes the er fun is all of the pressure and the craziness um there was one time where we had a cpr in progress we had a stroke and we had a STEMI come in a heart attack all at the same time which never happens so that was a lot of fun and it's calming like instead of getting all ramped up and crazy for me it's calming the more crazy it is the calmer I become and the more I love it. So I thrive on that. But difficulties, I think, are just, you know, you always have the irate family members that can make things a little bit more difficult. And then you have the cases that are difficult and a little bit sad to handle. Right. It's interesting you say that it's calming. It must be some kind of level of of focus that obviously is required, but that focus can be so soothing for some people, right? To just have something to kind of put all of their attention on. It really is. And pour all of your your soul into. So that's, that's amazing. Um, Okay, so well, that being said, I mean, how do you manage the stress of kind of that constant emo- emotional roller coaster, right? You said you had three things come in at the same time and then maybe you have a downtime. So how do you kind of manage that emotional roller coaster and, and how, how do you continue to also be kind of that presence of positivity for someone who, is, like you said, is likely having a bad day? All right, great question. So in the beginning, I think I struggled with it until you get used to being able to lead in that craziness. And one of the nurses came to me and said, Tony, you have to be the captain of the ship. Keep your sailors calm in the stormy seas. And that just resonated with me. I totally understand that. So as everything gets crazy, it's up to me to be calm and to help everybody and be positive and we can do it and increase the morale and just know that it works by coming together as a team to be able to take good patient care. Right. So would you say then you're kind of like Captain Jack Sparrow? <laughs> I'm not that cool. <laughs> Actually, he's he's probably really not that calming. Right? <laughs> but um, no, I, I, that makes total sense and um, a, a great analogy for that. That's yeah. perfect. So all nurses, you know, are special, but ER nurses kind of have a special blend, like you said, of, of adrenaline junkie, dedication. Um, what made you attracted to becoming an ER nurse? I just always knew that's where I wanted to be. I think that just the greatest opportunity for me to be able to grow and to help others I see in the ER. And as we do your rotations and you have a little bit of taste of L and D and a little ICU and a little med surge OR when I got to the ER, that's what I loved. I loved not knowing what was coming in and the high intensity and the drama and the mix of people like the staff in the ER were a little bit twisted and sick. (laughs) And so it's kind of fun. Like it's not, 
it's just it's a great environment i love it yeah and that's you know i've, I've said before on the show that my wife is a nurse and you know, she went through all the different things during school as well, right? She got her psych ward, which that, right. was, that was a fun <laughs> semester. Uh, um, but she she had a bunch of different um, you know practices that she had to go through right. for, for her schooling and education, and um, so that's kind of I was kind of was wondering is that where it stemmed from? Is while you were kind of doing your education is is going is working in the ER? That's what that's what drove you there. I think I already knew. You already knew. Mm-hmm. I already knew. Yeah, it was to me in between the ER, ICU, and OR. So I think school kind of helped with that. The OR is fascinating because to be able to see the human body on the inside is so super fascinating. Like that's just yeah. legit. And ICU nurses are the bomb diggity. Their <laughs> their knowledge is so incredible, and they are amazing. But they are head to toe comprehensive. They're going to take care of you. We're more of a stabilize and get you comfortable and get you okay to move you on so that we can bring in the next high adrenaline patient and get them taken care of. So I like the fast moving more than the slow meticulous. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that um, seeing the inside of the body, I think most people would disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, my special, my, my master's was in kinesiology. So I did a ton of anatomy and physiology and went to the body's exhibit and, you know, and go with a friend and they just look at me like, you're, what is wrong with you that you would think this is cool. But, um, yeah, it is something that, um, that, uh, can definitely drive people for yeah. sure. My son was working on a car and he cut his finger open and he sent me a picture. I'm like, spread it open. Let me see the inside. And this was, while I was still in nursing school. He's like, mom, no other mom is going to ask that. I'm like, sorry, can you do it? Can you please do it so that I can see the inside? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, we, we've been kind of having some some kind of fun and laughing, but I think this question is is really powerful, and I think it's also very important for people to hear. Can you describe to me the hardest day of work you've ever had? I can. So there's been a lot. There's been several that just tug at your heartstrings for a lot of different reasons. There was one time my first day in triage. I was out there by myself. I didn't have a tech. Never done it before. It was a busy, busy, busy day and a lot of people coming in all at one time. And there was a gentleman who was really sick who went down in the lobby and we ended up jumping on in the lobby, putting him on a stretcher and coding him in the lobby, taking him back to a trauma room. We got him back, which was great. Yeah. But it was still really hard. And I felt like if I would have been better at my job, could I have saved him? Would it have happened? What could I have done differently? And that weighed on my heart for a long time. But I think more recently, the hardest one has been since COVID hit. And there was this sweet little lady who had come from a nursing care facility. And of course, now we don't allow family back with them. So she was alone and she was not doing well. And she had a DNR on file. So when her heart stopped, we were not going to resuscitate. And we saw that she was getting very, very, very ill. And it's still it's still very emotional to not be able to go into that room and to have someone die alone and not be able to hold their hand. That was rough. Like it was was truly heartbreaking and probably the roughest day that I've ever had is not to be able to be with someone as they passed. Yeah. Yeah. That's brutal. You know, that's, it's a, it's a real raw question that I, I want people to understand a, a day in the life of a nurse is not always easy. Right. right. So, you know, thank you for taking the time to answer Absolutely. that question. I know it's a tough one, but um, I appreciate it. There's another one that's kind of mixed. So it was also during COVID and the patient was very ill again, coming from a nursing facility. And so the family had not been allowed to see this patient for the last couple of weeks because they had a no visitor policy as well. When the patient got to us, they were critical. And 
Of course, the family just all gathered outside in the parking lot in the emergency room. So one by one, I went out and explained the policy and said, I'm so sorry. I will keep you updated. I will do everything I can. And then, you know, we just got some impressions that I shared with them. And you know, I'm a religious person, and I love the fact that we work for a religious hospital because it allows you to truly just be authentic and talk to patients the way that you would want someone to speak to you. Right. And so speaking with the family, we prayed together. And then I took their phone number, and I went in, and I got on my PPE on and did FaceTime. And even though the patient wasn't conscious at that time, it allowed each family member, there was like 10 of them out there, each family member got on the phone and was able to say their goodbyes. So that was kind of a mixed bag. It was a huge blessing to be a part of something so special and sacred and at the same time heart-wrenching to know that you were the only connection that that patient had to the outside world. Yeah, that's that's in, that's intense. You know, uh, one of our previous episodes, I, I interviewed one of our ICU nurses, uh, Tony Hopkins, and mm-hmm. he had the same thing where he's on his phone. He's on his personal phone, taking his, his personal minutes and time, his hours. He, you know, he's, he's supposed to be going home. He's supposed to be checked out. Um, and he's there, you know, dedicating his time to to talking to family members about the care that's going on. And so that's that's an amazing, special thing that that really a lot of nurses hold. So it's here. It's good to hear yeah. that. I think it happens probably more often than not. Yeah, I think I think I agree. In contrast to the last question, can you go over what is the most positive, memorable day you have ever had? I can't. So it's, it stands out pretty good. And it's nothing big, right? It's nothing that's crazy over the top, but it's super memorable. We had a patient that came in on his birthday and he was pretty sick. So he was going to the ICU. And when we found out it was his birthday, we have a little stash of birthday supplies that we have in the break room. So I went in, and I decorated his room for his birthday. And then I told the nurse when he got a bed assignment, let me know before you come out of the room because she needed to transport the patient to ICU. So I got a group of people to line the walls and we made happy birthday signs and as he came out of the room we all sang happy birthday and clapped and the tears rolled down the wife's face and he was just smiling ear to ear so super fun to be able to make a happy memory on a bad day love that love that about my job that's so cool that's a great story yeah so i mentioned before your supervisor can can you go into the teamwork that is required to make you know, the ER function. Absolutely. It does take a team, no doubt about it. And we have an amazing one. Both day and night shift um, is a great team. And you have to have that collaboration between the two shifts in order to make your ER function. But we have amazing secretaries that keep everyone organized and keep the communication going between the docs and other departments and admitting physicians. We have great techs. Our techs are our companions like seriously we use them like crazy to be able to work beside us so they're helping us with lines and helping with the patients and getting EKGs and then our nurses they work together so if you're drowning someone else is going to come to your rescue and help you we um, have what we call a swarm so when a patient comes in and they're septic we call a sepsis alert overhead and everyone comes in and we knock that patient all the tasks and stuff really fast so that we can take optimal care of the patient so by having a great team not only are you building one another up but you're providing excellent patient care as well yeah that's you know it's like you said a swarm it's kind of a it's really cool to see all that teamwork come together and it is. um it's just it kind of gives you chills when you kind of really think about it how uh, cohesive the team can be it's great uh okay so what is something about your job that isn't common knowledge but is just flat out remarkable you know something that goes unsaid or unglorified as part of the job description 
mean, you kind of already did that when you tell us you're calling and FaceTiming patients, but, but something that's kind of part of the job description. Um, but yet that if I heard it, I would be floored. I think that's probably it. You know, I mean, I think that there's a lot of things that nurses do that no one else has any idea of. It's not just giving people medicine and changing people out of their, you know, diapers and stuff when they come in and they have those needs. It's truly compassionate care that goes beyond what anyone can describe. It's it's having that real connection, that therapeutic connection with your patients and truly making a difference. Yeah, it's, you know, I, I, I I remember when my wife was going through through school for nursing school and they don't talk to you about connection, right? right? They really don't. But the ones, the nurses that seem to really thrive um, are the ones who are able to connect immediately with their, their patients. And when I say thrive, I mean, be able to provide good, awesome quality care. It's, it's about connecting with patients. So it's, it's um, huge. I think one of the blessings about being a supervisor is I don't always have an assignment, right? So I'm doing administrative things as well as working on the floor. But when it gets crazy, I come out and I'm helping the team. So if there's a code or if there's a super sick patient, everyone is working so hard that I'm not really needed because they're awesome at what they do. I love sneaking and pulling up a chair and holding the hand of the family member love that. To me, that's just so fulfilling to be able to step aside because I know the patient is getting good care, but how traumatic is it for that family member that's sitting there alone and worried? Like I love just, I love that ability to be able to do that. Yeah. That connection across the the whole board is, is, is good. You know, how are you? Absolutely. Um, okay. So, you know, we, we've done a lot of COVID episodes, but I think it's important to kind of talk a little bit about how maybe it's changed the landscape here for, uh, for the ER. So how has COVID-19 kind of changed the ER and, and nursing and how has it changed the way that you prepare for the day? It's huge. It's huge. It's made our ER a little bit messier to the outside because everything has been stripped from inside the rooms and outside so that as it can be as clean as you can get it, right? So you don't want extra material in those rooms so that when you clean it, everything has to get thrown away in case it's contaminated. So everything is outside the rooms, in the halls, it looks cluttered. So that's to begin with, like it's crazy walking in, it feels a little overwhelming. But just the amount of time that you have to put PP on and off it can be exhausting and it's hot. It is so hot and miserable, but you never know. And so in the beginning, we didn't know exactly what we were looking for. And there was a lot of fear and anxiety because being on the front line, you're going to get everything. And the flu season, we take seriously, but we're kind of okay with it. We know what happens. In COVID, it was just that fear of the unknown. But we do take um, a lot of precautions with all the patients that we're seeing with COVID to make sure, one, we're keeping the patients safe, we're keeping the staff safe, and we're not doing any cross-contamination to infect other patients who may come in with a less severe item to infect them with the COVID. Right, right. Um, I, I remember the last episode, I, like I said, I, I interviewed Tony, and uh, he described the, the gown as um, a trash bag-like gown, and that it is, <laughs> it is perfectly used if you wanted to kind of go to, like, you know, 1980s, you wear the sweatsuits whenever you go to the gym or For you go to the sure. sauna. That's what it's like. Yeah. So. Brutal. It's a nice little sweatsuit. It's brutal. <laughs> I, I'm I'm glad I don't have to wear it. <laughs> but um, but that's another thing about our team. Like they were super resilient about it. We're willing to wear whatever we could. And when you saw the nurses in New York saying they had to wear garbage bags, luckily our hospital was super well prepared and we didn't have to resort to anything. But our team was willing to do whatever we had. If we had to wear trash bags, they were like, okay, we'll wear a trash bag. Yeah. So I was, I was super ready. Great. To, I was ready to donate my fishing waders. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Everyone would hear you coming for sure. <laughs> so, so what do you look forward to every single shift uh, when you put that mask on? The team, the patients. 
Yeah. All the stuff we kind of covered, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, our hospital is working towards kind of this magnet hospital status. And, and I was hoping that you could kind of touch on what that means for you as a nurse. It is so phenomenal. Like I've been a nurse for seven years and this is the facility that I've worked at. And I've desired to go to magnet for so many reasons. Um, one, it gives the, the nurses a good voice, right? So you have advocation from the nurses and their voices being heard and taken seriously. We have shared governance. And so it's the nurses' voices that can make the change, that make the difference, that improve patient outcomes. So it's a well collaboration. You have research that's involved. And so everything that you're doing is evidence-based. You are a pinnacle to the society of awesome patient care. And that's what it's about. Yeah. Hopefully that happens uh, soon. We are on the journey. So yeah. in February at our meeting, we decided that that was something that we wanted to pursue. And so then COVID happened in March and April, but we just had our meeting this month and we are back on track to start our magnet journey. It's about a four year process. So it doesn't happen easily or overnight, but we're willing to put in the hard work to reach that goal. I'm excited. Yeah, thank you. Um, all right. So if you were to go back into time and you could not be a nurse, so you can't choose that. Don't even, don't even say, don't even say I'd still be a nurse. What career would you choose and why? I'd be a nurse. No. <laughs> I don't think there really is an option. I think truly, again, going back to religious things, right? I feel like I've been blessed with certain skills and abilities that are innate within me. And it doesn't matter what platform I put those in. It doesn't matter what the title is called. Being able to serve and to care for others is what I would have to do. Yeah. So whether it's a nurse or something different, it doesn't it doesn't matter what you call it. The job would be the same. Yeah, I just was kind of curious. I figure you know, nurses tend to all have the same traits, mm -hmm. I guess you can say. And um, I'd be curious to see what a nurse would say they could be if they were not considering all the traits that they have. Right. Um, okay, so I like to end the podcast the way that I started with a little bit of fun. Let's do it. So my last question for you is revolved around, you know, the superheroes and inspired by all healthcare workers who have kind of been absolute superheroes during this uh, most challenging time. So it's going to be a mini tournament bracket where you quickly answer Hello? which is your favorite <laughs> superhero between two choices. And then at the end, we'll determine what your super nurse power really is. Okay, because I would just say Thor, but... We'll go on. Okay. Well, then we probably know who won. <laughs> and I can imagine why. Um, okay. Hulk or Spider-Man? Uh, Spider-Man. Okay. Black Panther or Black Widow? Ooh, Black Widow. Okay. Captain America or Captain Marvel? Captain America. Ant-Man or the Wasp? Uh, let's go with Ant-Man. Okay. Iron Man or Thor? Thor. See ya, Tony. <laughs> Bye, Tony Stark. Okay. Batman or Superman? I'm a Superman. Okay. All right. So round two. Um, Spider-Man or Black Widow? Black Widow. Okay. Captain America or Ant-Man? Captain America. Okay. Thor or Superman? Thor. <laughs> <laughs> always, see, always Thor. See where this is Bring going. the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Round three. Uh, I believe it's Captain America or Black Widow. Uh, go Captain America. Okay. Yep. And then I think you chose... So the, la the last two are Black Widow... Captain America. Sorry. Captain America... Or Thor. I love them both and they're oh. so good together. Like I just I love them both. If you've watched the Marvel series, Captain America is the only other one who can wield uh I forget what the name of the hammer is, but Thor's hammer. He's the only other one. So I don't think he could pick it up. He can. 
Yeah, have you seen the last the last uh, the last one in with Dad War? Bod Thor? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Which> I still <laughs> I I will always love Captain America. I'm a patriotic person. Captain America is awesome. Okay. But if I'm gonna put a poster on my wall, it's gonna be of Thor. <laughs> okay. So then let, let's go back to your nurse superpowers. You can fly. You can wield hammers. You can uh, summon weather and lightning. So I don't know how we can translate that into nursing, but uh, you are Thor. Okay, so now I would have to disagree and say I would be Captain America. Oh, okay. <laughs> so because Captain America is kind and he's compassionate and he wants to do good and to choose the right and he's there to serve others. So truly it would be Captain America. Fair enough. Well said. Well, thank you so much for, for being here today and thanks for playing along there at the Absolutely. end. Um, is there anything else you wanted to say before we go? No, thank you for having me. I um, I love my job. I love this facility. I think we have great things in store. We have amazing nurses that work here, and I'm proud to represent the ER because they're all rock stars down there. Yes. Well, thank you again, listeners, for tuning in, and stay tuned as we continue our A Day in the Life series, and uh, hopefully we have some other great nurses just like Tony here that we'll interview in the future, so stay tuned. All right, thanks. Bye. Bye.